You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 98 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. In today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about probably the holy grail of retirement planning questions, and that is how much money do I need to retire? And the answer to that is probably quite different than most people expect to hear, and that is it's probably less than you think. I have been doing this job as a financial advisor, financial planner for over a decade, and I can tell you what, there is a huge disparity on what that number is for households you talk to. I have met with people who need a tremendous amount of money because their lifestyle is exorbitant and they want to do so many things and they don't really have a clear direction, so they want to save more to give themselves more optionality for the future. And you compare that to individuals who don't want a lot, who don't have a lot, and they are pretty much content and have settled with the fact that their lifestyle is going to have to adjust to the guaranteed income sources that are going to be provided to them, and that's it. So in today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about those two extremes, and then we're going to include a middle option as well. And Basically, my hope is anybody that's listening will be able to determine which of the three categories you fall into, and we're going to drill down a little bit deeper into, in my experience, what percentage of your take-home income you're going to have to replicate once you actually get to retirement to hopefully give you a better idea of what you're going to actually have to save from a retirement income number standpoint in those retirement accounts. So first, let's jump into the three categories we're going to look at. The first one I call... Uh, live like you were dying. So these are individuals who love to spend. These are individuals who have every expectation of spending just as much or more in retirement as they did while they were working. They're going to continue that same lifestyle, except they're going to just have a lot more time on their hands to spend most likely even more because they're not going to have to worry about working full time. The next category is I call it the good feelings category because these people are more content with where they're at financially, and they see a retirement number as not so much as a way of being able to spend more, but they see a larger retirement dollar number as more of a security blanket because they are more comfortable and content with where they're at. And finally, the last category is just getting by. These are the people who haven't done a whole lot when it comes to saving, they haven't done a whole lot of preparing, or they've had stuff that have happened in their lives that didn't allow them to create the retirement nest egg that they otherwise would have, and they're going to enter retirement and they are going to live in retirement just getting by, which to them is enough. So that first category, live like you were dying, These people spend a lot and they anticipate spending a lot. This type of lifestyle reminds me of individuals who are in their 40s and 50s where they have a lot of expenses. They probably still have a mortgage. They have kids that are still their dependents, but they're doing a lot of stuff and cost a lot of money. They have mortgages and hobbies and they want to travel and experience new things all while being retired and not earning an income. 
I feel like these people are always chasing after something, so contentment is not quite there yet, which is okay, because they live in a world where they want to experience, experience, experience. So these type of individuals, in my experience, need to think about replacing up to 90% of their take-home income while they were working full-time. And because they are probably more erratic when it comes to their spending, especially if they retire earlier in life, they should have accumulated more in retirement nest egg dollars than what they anticipate needing to fulfill that 90%, ultimately meaning that they need a bigger buffer when they think about replacing that 90% of income than others would. So they're going to have to save a lot of money. And because of how high their spending is, the probability of guaranteed income sources like Social Security meeting even a fraction of what they're going to need is relatively small. So if you find yourself in that category, saving more than you actually think you're going to need and having a giant number is going to come in handy because the probability of you spending a lot of that is pretty high. The second category, the good feelings category, are again, for those people who want to have a higher or a bigger nest egg for the comfortability factor because they find security in seeing that large number, even though the likelihood of them spending that is relatively low. And this is where I think most people fall into. And the good news if you fall into this category is I think here and below is when you probably need less than you think to retire and live well in retirement. So I find these people are spending far less than what they did in their 40s and 50s because they don't carry a lot of debt. They don't have to spend as much because their kids are grown and they're more content with what they enjoy doing and they understand themselves a lot better. So they don't waste a lot of money trying to chase experiences they've either had and not enjoyed or chase experiences they haven't experienced yet, but understand better that it is something they're going to like and it's money well spent. So for these people, I think the target should be replacing 65 to 70% of their take-home income while they were working full-time. And the good news here with these individuals is that their social security is going to replace 30 to 35% of their income that they were originally earning while they were working full-time, which means they only have to save enough to allow them to spend the extra 40%. So for example, if you need to live in retirement comfortably and the number you need from an income standpoint to live that life is $100,000 a year and you only need to come up with $40,000 a year because Social Security is going to cover the other percentages that you'll need, well, 40% of $100,000 is $40,000 and to provide yourself long-term comfortably with a $40,000 income a year, you're going to need probably around $730,000 of investable assets if it's managed appropriately. And for a lot of people who have long careers, who've been working for a long period of time, who see themselves falling into this category, especially if you're married, $730,000 is not an outrageous number. So for those who are looking for more security and comfortability in retirement and who don't anticipate wanting to spend like you're dying, the chances of you needing to save more than you actually think are probably lower than you believe it to be. And then finally, the last category, the just getting by category, these people are not going to be looking at the amount of income they can replace when it comes to their full-time employment. These people are set on 
living a lifestyle that is adjusted for whatever guaranteed retirement income streams they're going to get in retirement. And in all probability, these people are the ones that are going to have to find a way to live comfortably on their social security and maybe a small pension or part-time work as they get older. Again, it's not saying it's a bad thing. I know a number of different people who fall into this category and they're living their best life because they enjoy time freedom, even if that time freedom produces a lower standard um, income than what they were used to when they were working because they get to enjoy a bunch of things that don't cost a lot of money. I also find people in this category don't carry a lot of debt. Their lifestyles are far more predictable and they usually have to retire at an older age in order to maximize things like a pension or social security and their part-time work usually carries them into an older age than maybe a lot of their peers. So when it comes to retirement, you ask yourself, how much do I need to save for retirement? First, ask yourself which one of these three categories you think you're going to fall into. Which one of these three categories do you want to fall into? And that will give you a better idea of how much money you need to retire because it will allow you to better realize how much of things like social security and pensions are going to replace the type of income you're going to need to live off of, which is going to give you a better idea of how much you're going to have to save from a retirement nest egg on your own. And just based off of my experience, the majority of people are going to fall into that second category. And I also think that second category is the category that provides the most fulfillment and the most happiness in retirement based off of people I have worked with in my decade plus of experience in this industry. If you're looking to learn more about topics like this or have other topics you'd like me to speak on, feel free to email podcast at farmdfp.com with your questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. And if you'd like to learn more about myself and my financial planning business, feel free to visit farmdfp.com and to look at all the free information I have available there for you. And then finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.